Oh, hi, our mics are on now. We're gonna wait about two more minutes and be about two minutes late. So talk amongst yourselves. Also, this is the Roboism live show. If you don't think you're supposed to be here or don't want to be here, please, please, this is the best time to head out. I won't be sad. Our robots might be, but we won't. Hi, everybody. Hello. <laughs> I am Alex Cox. And I'm Savannah Million. And this is Roboism. It's a podcast about robots, uh, tech-isms, and mostly robots. Mostly robots. Uh, first, first question, has anybody here listened to the podcast Roboism before? Wow, oh, thank you so much. Thank you, yay, yay. We'll, we'll just do a quick rundown of what Roboism is, um, <laughs> other than a podcast mostly about robots. Um, Savannah and I really liked robots, and there weren't a lot of shows that focused on uh, basically the hard science of robots, as and uh, that were, you know, Know, they talked about by women, and we didn't know a lot of women scientists. That has now luckily changed since the show. Um, and we started off just doing this on our own, and now we're part of the Relay Network. If you know what that is, you should support them. They're wonderful. They do a bunch of tech nerdy things, which you would probably like. So the focus today, because it is, it's kids' day, right? Family day? I don't know what it's called. The, the uh, happy fun day. Every day, happy fun family day. We're, we're not going to use any bad potty words, we promise. Um, don't know about the robots, though. Oh, they're <laughs> a little bit... Hey! Uh, we're going to talk about some of our favorite robot toys, um, especially the ones that have come out recently, and, and how we use them, and sometimes how they are hard to control. Um, <laughs> Does, does, has anybody, question, has anybody ever used a Sphero before? Or does, does anybody here make, or, oh, cool, some people, anybody here make robots? Awesome, awesome. This is, I'm just going to introduce you. This is Dash, and he's kind of losing his mind right now, and I can't turn him off. The singularity's here, hooray. Oh, sentience. <laughs> Uh, both of us, I think, got really excited about the current trend of robot toys and STEM toys in general. That's science, tech, engineering, and math. Uh, once they started integrating not only like fun controls for robots, which is what we had as kids, but also programs that helped you learn how to code. And a lot of them uh, are in Swift, which is the new programming language for iOS. Um, yeah, because we, we both grew up uh, liking robot toys a lot, and mm -hmm. they've really um, come a long way. And it's nice that in adulthood you can still enjoy robot toys because they're only getting cooler. I brought one of my favorite like low-tech toys, my, my Baymax. And like this is basically, we just had action figures, and they weren't even opposable. This right, is, or oh. they, we had like the Poochie, which was like <laughs> uh, a robot dog that really didn't, it didn't do much. It did a flip. 
<laughs> you, yeah, you, you pushed the button, it flipped and then barked at you, but it also had that Tamagotchi style type thing where if you didn't feed it, and by feed it, I mean putting a little uh, like radio frequency bone by its mouth, it would just bark incessantly. Right. And we also uh, had Furby, which are still around. Mm, mm, um, yeah. Mm, yeah. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Do you, oh, so, so this is Dash, as I mentioned before. Um, this is made by this company called Wonderful, uh, and, and I love them uh, because they, they also have the, what we had talked about before. If you buy this for a kid, or like me, yourse- yourself, because you don't know how to code, um, you, there are like steps to take. So right now I'm still on the program where basically I just move the robot around like a controller, but slowly you get into, what would you call it, the, st- the stack? I'm still, I'm still learning words. Um, I mean, yeah, it's like block level, pro- like programming basics, which is cool. Um, so I, I actually don't know that much about this robot, and I've heard you say that you like it, but I've only ever just seen it make mm-hmm, weird noise mm-hmm. and not listen to you. So <laughs> uh, I'm not sure what the real appeal here is. I, I don't know if people can hear him. It does make cute sounds. It makes very cute sounds. And also... It's going to launch around. itself off this table. Yeah, he's, he's not too fond of being on panels, apparently. Um, but it's cool. Like, you can, you can pretend he's your buddy. And, oh, look at his, his head go up and down, up and down. This is going to be great audio content uh-huh. for when we release this as a podcast. It does have a cute, like, eyeball, it, I guess. It, it does. It does. And look at those lights go. Ooh. Yeah. This, <laughs> you That's fine. You're not enthused by this. <laughs> not really. <laughs> Which, which is fine, um, because once you, for me at least, if I was a kid and I saw, oh, look at all these things I can do to push these buttons and it's making pretty sounds and it, it's going in a direction I want, then I would totally want to be like, okay, it's kind of doing this for me, but now I want to program it to go around my brother's bedroom and hide under the bed mm-hmm. until a certain time in which uh, Dash would make a bunch of noise, which is a thing you can do. That and, is cool. Yeah, and how they advertise it to kids, like, want well, to pull some pranks? Torment your siblings. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Just, like, like, it can't climb. Like, look at it. Like, what's it going to do to at stairs? It's, I, I mean, there are, there are robots being made at MIT that can't climb. This, I this, guess. That's a pretty high bar. <laughs> I just, you know, I have high expectations. <laughs> then do, do you want to talk about your current favorite? You, you turned me on to this, actually. The, the oh, yeah. Sphero is great. Um, so you, it looks like you brought a couple, which is cool. I did. Um, I, yeah. I like Sphero a lot. Uh, it also has like block level programming that you can do um, in the app. They actually they have quite a few apps. Um, it's it's really just a a ball, um, but you can <laughs> control uh, how it rolls and like how fast it goes, and you can also um, like set up what you want it to do and or like program in the app basically and hit run and it'll listen to you um and then they also made a star wars flavored one um that looks like bb8 Uh, yeah the 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 kind of disappointing thing about sphero is disney kind of like like they are known to do took took it over so the the bb8 toys are the best-selling 
Sphero toys uh, because it makes fun BB. It, it makes fun little bleep bloop noises. Mm-hmm. But the I, I'm hoping at least that this is what will get kids into like oh cool. I have this fun BB-8 toy that's a little bit pricey, kind of, kind yeah. of overpriced. They're it, all it's a like little a, pricey. It's like a hundred dollars, which is still uh, a really high barrier to entry, which is a bummer. I mean, like slowly it's coming down. The one that we're showing here, I think that's a little less expensive, and also it looks way cooler than mine. Mine looks like a cat toy, which admittedly it is because last night my cat was playing with it. I'm pretty sure it's broken. It won't move around. It just lights up now. It might. Yeah, I'm not sure, but the clear one I have a clear one at home and it's cool because you can see well you can see what's going on inside as like it's clear um (laughs) uh but it's you know the way like the BB-8 one is interesting in that it has the like head that always stays on top um but the con of that is that it is magnetic and it comes off and gets lost immediately Mm-hmm. Uh, which yes. we've run into already. Um, it's oh oh you. But that's fun. You've made her upset. <laughs> well, I did just take her head off. <laughs> fair, fair <laughs> enough. This one and it also does little BB-8 noises in theory. Right. But oh man, there. I I I wonder like how this is going to like I wish I could see that this is exciting the price margins and like okay how many people after how many repeating customers are there with the fun BB-8 toys they also do R2D2 um, BB Wait Sphero has an R2D2? Yes. Yes. It's also ha. like it's funny too because it's fit to scale so it's a lot bigger than this one. But I thought I thought Sphero's whole thing was spherical creatures. Yeah, but also Sphero's a company that likes to make money so uh, there's <laughs> there's that aspect I of it I guess you can't fault them for capitalism oh, also she, she also makes cool noises that's good yeah look at there's there's a better picture the the little the little head does come off I wonder if we can make her upset again oh okay <laughs> <laughs> yeah um I mean it is cool it's just you know, I think when you lose the head, that's a, it's like the toy's done, you know, and then you spend a hundred dollars and now what? Kind of like when your Furby ran out of batteries and yeah. the parents, uh, my, I remember my parents were like, oh, I don't know how to open it. Oh, I guess we can't use oh, it anymore. How sad. Darn, darn. Um, they're still making Furbies um, and they're even weirder now. Um, I saw an ad for one and the, the whole like new feature that they had is that the Furby needs to go to the bathroom now and you have to help. Yeah. I let's, let's say in theory that I bought one, uh, perhaps using some of the money that our lovely members give us, Mm. uh, the pooping feature is not fun. It's not, I'm, I'm, I'm not a fan. It's like, it ties to an iPad app and your iPad becomes the toilet and then you, you have to squeeze it over your iPad. I don't understand. Like what was the focus group for this? Like they actually, did they like bring a bunch of kids? kids in who are like yes this is this is what I want I mean probably they're like yes I think it is it's great that it says funny words but you know it's also funny poops and farts I yeah I guess so I mean (laughs) that's like the minions the reason minions exist right so I don't know maybe I'm just out of touch I mean I'm kind of going bonkers thinking about how little robots just 
<laughs> we we assign these human traits to them, like and including yeah. Okay, <laughs> that's the other thing that was frustrating though, um, because again, hypothetically, if I had purchased this Furby to play with, uh, I I couldn't use it until I connected it to my iPad, and that's another another huge, expensive electronic yeah, you need huge barrier to entry. I oh I didn't think I even mentioned that all of these guys you you need an Android or iOS device, which is right. like it it just compounds. Um, and there are, Sphero is making some efforts, I think, to get, uh, just like Apple recently announced they're upping their school initiatives and giving a bunch of iPads to schools and making them cheaper. Uh, Sphero's trying to get more robotics into schools. Um, it, it, it's, it's weird because like when, I remember when my parents were uh, in, in grammar school and high school, the thing was, nobody's doing any arts and everything was like spent on spent on sports and and stuff like that whereas now we have a, a lot of folks in privileged areas have really great art programs but nobody gets any hands-on stem experience right and that's another thing that we'd like to talk about is why aren't there more women in STEM? Because there's no uh, there's no access to cool stuff in high school, and even if there is, there's uh, like jerky boys who are <laughs> or in the science lab. They're, they're everywhere. What can you do? Did you ever uh, like in in like a computer lab? Did you start um, coding and design when you were in high school? Uh, yeah, but I didn't have a. Like a great, we didn't have a great program for that. It was very DIY. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. This is going to be funny to like one person in the room, but my high school was so just generic and had they had no idea what they were doing like my my grade school and middle school we all had uh, we all had Macs and we started to learn programming there and even like Markdown and CSS and HTML uh, but I went to high school and they had Windows machines everywhere and I I, I yeah it was, <laughs> I was not a happy camper um, and we the our first year we all had to do instead of like actually doing something on a computer we had to write a report about a computer company. Um, and obviously, I was going to do Apple until the person right before me took it. And I just decided to roll the dice and said, Linux, uh -huh. and which is not a company. It is, it's open source software. Uh, and I, I just wrote a, uh, instead of writing about a company, I just wrote a paper about open source software. And the teacher, I don't think he even read it. It was, and then I got an A, and it was, now I'm just patting I mean, myself on the back. You, you learned things. That's good. I may, I, honestly, I think it was because I made a display that was a giant penguin, and it was kind of the best one in the class because most people like had a window for windows. So you turned it into an art project. Yeah, they had a no, no, we had to do it. Some people did like a sun for Oracle and an apple for Apple. Mm. Anyway, I clever. Thank, thank you for letting me have this small <laughs> therapy session in front of all of you. They did. They did not teach any programming at my high school. I went to a like tiny public high school in Arkansas, mm -hmm. um, but they did. Uh, we did have a computer lab class and I found a book that was like how to write HTML and they were like make make a page for the school website and I made the worst <laughs> the worst web page you've ever seen our school colors were black and red and I made the background like this black and red mess and put like black text on top of it so you couldn't really read it and they actually put it on the school website and people were like what is this horrible? <laughs> like, this is unreadable. Um, anyways, you shouldn't maybe let high school students design web 
pages for your school. Or, or you should, because then they grow up to become web designers, and it's fine. But <laughs> you have to start somewhere. I like how you st told that story as we were sitting behind. This or, is the, legible. This, this is fine. This is, I mean, yes, d debatable. Uh, I, I, <laughs> I work for Cards Against Humanity, and our logo... It's fine. It's fine. It's it's. it's I, the background I did was. Do you remember like uh, like MS Paint and like the spray paint brush? I oh did no. black and red. Oh no. On just a full, and then made it repeat. Does that exist anywhere? I don't know. Probably I, not. Mm, I'll look for good, it. Good for the show notes. <laughs> for show notes. Good for the show notes. So, what do you do with your Sphero? Uh, it stays in a drawer. I spent $100 <laughs> on it, and now it hides in my apartment. I haven't messed with it in a while. But it is cool. Um, the I was really impressed with the way the app works and um, the, all of the games that it comes with. So, mm -hmm. you know, like learning program programming through playing a game is great. Um, it's fun. It's like, it's a fun way to learn. So... Yeah. Um, how was it different from, uh, I know you're mostly self-taught. How, how do you think, would you have learned faster if you had If games? everything was fun? Well, <laughs> yeah, I think so. Um, yeah, I, uh, I mean, I, I am not like that much of a programmer. I'm very much like more of a designer, but, um, I mean, uh, I see you on your laptop and type in those things that I can't understand, the, 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 those brackets and colons I and do semicolons. Know, I do know where the brackets and the semicolons are on my keyboard, <laughs> and that is very helpful in my day-to-day. -day. But, um, yeah, I, uh, the, the like, interface and the way that they walk you through, um, like, the onboarding for it was really impressive and nice. And it, it's, like, something that... Uh, kids and adults alike can enjoy, which is hard to do. That's like a yeah. really wide audience. Um, so I was really impressed with Sphero, um, even though it is expensive. <laughs> yeah, that's, I mean, and, and again, like I, I feel like I was kind of dragging BB-8, my, my favorite droid of all time, uh, but it's, uh, oh dear. Can anybody hear Dash making yawning noises? <laughs> he's more bored than most people in this room. Oh, he's trying to run away. He's going to launch himself off the table. Like, I mean, it's better, it's better than him sitting in a drawer. Okay. <laughs> I, well, I, I think the, the whole like, marketing around Star Wars and droids... Like my my dad called me. Uh, I am 27 years old, and my 55 year old father called me and said, "Did you get the new BB-8 toy?" So I can only hope that younger parents and children sort of have the same thing. Like the, the nostalgia plays into the interest in tech, and then you get into like, "Oh man, there's this cool see-through ball. It looks like a game, the old Game Boy colors." I'm very excited. It does. Oh. I'm really in, into the whole return of the clear plastic stuff from the 90s. Mm -hmm. um, hope that keeps up. <laughs> so uh, this I am very excited to talk about. Speaking of clear plastic. Speaking of clear, clear plastic, Star Wars, and amazing droids, you recently purchased a toy. I didn't. It was a gift. Oh. Um, <laughs> I have no idea how much it cost. I'm sure it was horrible, but um, uh, I think it was also on sale. Uh, yeah, whatever. It doesn't matter. Um, this is yeah. So this is the Little Bits Droid Inventor Kit. Um, it's like Little Bits partnering with um, Star Wars. And what is not, Little Bits? Yeah. So the toys that we've talked about so far have been um, 
robots that teach you programming through an app. Little mm -hmm. Bits is more about learning electronics. Uh, so they, um, a lot of their kits have these like brightly colored, you can kind of see them through here, uh, but like brightly colored electronic uh, pieces and um, kits that help you learn how like basic electronics work um, by building a fun thing. And they're super open to um, uh, like creativity. So there's there's like similar to Legos, like you can do the out of the box kit or you can do whatever you want with the like pieces that they give you. Um, and I have had this since Christmas, <laughs> but I put it together the other day and uh, I'm like really thrilled with the whole thing. It's, it's very cool. Um, I can take the front panel off so you can see the insides a little better. Um, I haven't seen this yet. I'm so excited. It's oh, fun. There so are so is, many things. Yeah, so this it really, uh, you can put it together in like 30 minutes. It's not hard. And um, the whole app for putting it together was really cool. Uh, it made me, I kept, I keep comparing it in my head to Legos because it made me wish that Legos mm -hmm. were more um, like this. But uh, the app has, like, it shows you each piece in 3D and it does, like, a full rotation of the piece and then shows you where it goes on the thing, um, which is so cool. It was, like, like way easier than trying to, I don't know, do you ever, did you ever, like, do origami as a kid and, mm -hmm. like, watch the, the like, uh, Ikea style instructions where they're like just do like this and you're like what what uh, so this is way more clear and cool um, and yeah it made me wish like Lego kits had like here is here is the entire piece and now we're gonna put it into the the thing um, uh, yeah and then it has uh, like a cool um, sequence of things that they make you do in the app to learn how to um, change it I guess so I'll turn it on. Uh, I assumed, ah! Yeah, and then they, they kind of like slow drip you, or like, yeah, um, give you different uh, things in uh, increasing difficulty, right? So it's like, first it's just put it together, and then and then it's like, you can make it move with the um, the joystick, which I can do. And by joystick, a poorly designed it's not flat surface. It's not poorly, it's like, it's very skeuomorphic or whatever, <laughs> which I know you're Ooh. Apple fan, you're probably over by now. But um, <laughs> uh, yeah, you can, you can like control it with the thing. Wee, it's a little slow. Um, and then you can also like record uh, audio um, and it'll play it back. Um, Are, do you have audio? Thought, yeah, we we should put so. him in front of a mic then. Yeah, I just, I'm not sure if I know what button to hit. It makes beeps. Um, <laughs> these, one, these all make beeps. I, I love the beeps and the bright colors. I feel like there's a theme going on. Uh, yes. I it's mean, almost like humans enjoy bright. Also, why are all of things? these robot toys round? They're I, very round. <laughs> Everything is very, like, circles. Um, Honestly, I think it's so, if, it, if, you drive it off a table, it'll hurt less than a jagged edge running <laughs> into someone's head. Yeah, I suppose that's true. Um, when, one thing I was impressed with, like one of the, the missions that it has you do when you build it is um, an obstacle course. And I like was not interested in that because I was, you know, I'm an adult. And I was like, I don't want to set up a bunch of paper towels in my apartment and just have it like zoom around them. That's not fun for me. But um, I like clicked through the mission really quickly and it turns out that it doesn't want you to do the obstacle course. It has uh, um, like surface detection with it. So 
The, the cool part is that if you set up an obstacle course and put it in obstacle course mode, it will navigate it itself. So it's actually doing some really cool things with just like a few bits of hardware um, and is really impressive. Uh, the thing that I don't like about it is that it keeps falling apart. Um, it's very <laughs> like... You like know. Lego. Yeah, like Lego, <laughs> like you're sticking plastic. It's like worse than Lego, though. It doesn't feel very sturdy. Like, it, I was messing with it a second ago because its leg fell off just, like, standing here. So, mm, I don't know. Maybe I'm, guy. like, not very good at putting it together. <laughs> um, maybe that's my fault, but, uh, the one, yeah. The one thing I always worry about and people ask me about when um, I, I, I give them something like in uh, Arduino, which is sort of this, correct me if I'm wrong, but you, you can basically build sort of uh, any sort of internet connected device uh, and you can do something like really simple that tweets for you or make an entire like tiny PC that runs Linux, I think. Um, and the, the p people are like, is this going to shock me? And I honestly oh, like don't know. electrocute you, shock yeah. you? Yeah. Um, Does, is this? I'm this, very scared of it. It'd be hard to do. Like all of the pieces um, have these like brightly colored plastic that goes around the um, the actual electric part. It'd be really hard to shock yourself with it because I think you'd have to get your finger in there somehow. And they the instructions are very good about like make sure it's off before you do this next thing. Um, so I think that would be difficult. I'm sure they've done some user testing to make that uh, less likely to happen. Um, but <laughs> here, kids, stick your fingers in here. Let's see what happens. Yeah, yeah. Can you I, get in there? I'm pretty um, clumsy, and I did not get shocked in the putting together of this. So I feel like that's a good a good sign for little bits. Can you give us a quick rundown? And by I'm I'm using the royal we because I want to know what like is is there a logic board in there what what is there's a speaker um, I know what so, the speaker is yeah that's actually maybe the app gets more into this later I don't really know what all of the pieces do um, that isn't like it's it doesn't like teach explain this uh, through the experience of putting it together. So I think you kind of have to um, infer some of that yourself unless later on they like break down what each piece does. Um, it's very much just like grab the blue piece and put it into the orange piece. And, um, yeah, but they, you know, I can like pull it apart a bit because it's all, it comes apart so easily, uh, which is maybe good and maybe bad. Um, but yeah, all the pieces are very small like this. Uh, and magnetic, and yeah, this one's the bleeper, I think. <laughs> the official, the the official name, yeah. the R two D two bleeper. Yeah. Um, but it's cool. You can, uh, they kind of guide you in how they go together because of the the way that they're um, set up, and that they're like magnetic, so they'll only, like you can, you know, they'll only connect where they're supposed to. Um, yeah. What I really like about both, uh, Sphero doesn't necessarily do this. It's kind of an, an all ages type thing because it's like, they're balls and they run around. Um, but the company, wonderful, as well as little bits in Arduino, they put sort of ages on everything and they uh, suggest like, all right, kind of like Lego, this is ages zero to zero to five and then like five to 12 and on and on. Um, so it's, you, I, I think, I assume like with little bits, they, it moves from, oh, this is blue, this is the bleeper, to, yeah, this is the speaker. Oh, this is the CPU. And, and like, I, I think that's really cool. Um, yeah, I think some of their other kits 
break those down a little bit more. Um, and like this was probably expensive. I don't know, but um, the they have like their beginner kits are pretty accessible and cost less. And maybe you even learn more and have more room for creativity because you're not like trying to build an R two D two. I bought, um, I believe it's the Jimu robot, and it was a 12 and up toy. And uh, I was trying to build it in the back for the past two panels, and it's not up here because I, in terms of coding, I am not a 12-year-old. <laughs> oh, no. No, no. Uh, but, but it's, I, I was it's just, just hard. It, well, it, I, I realized it had, like, the language that I was, was not used to, and, but it did have uh, the, like, 3D blocks of, I could twist it around, and someone like me who is just completely spatially unaware um, and who's really hoping that none of my toys fly off the table uh, it's it, it was super super cool yeah uh what do we have up next i have forgotten I don't know. in my presenter notes oh okay i don't like this one <laughs> we've we we have some disagreements about drones shall we say they're noisy and they fly at your face this is dangerous. There, who who in here owns a drone or has flown drones? Uh-huh. That's quite a few people. Look at look at that's a that's a whole lot of people. They are very so, fun and they, exciting. This is a whole lot of people. So he, hear me out about drones. Hmm. The um, I, I I was very afraid of drones because they can be used as weapons, and I, I don't enjoy weapons. They're <laughs> yeah. I know I I know I know. Um, but they've now become this consumer product that everybody is very excited about, and I understand that people don't fly them responsibly, and they chase you when you're on your bike and, and, th- and that is a bummer but there now there are these toys that are starting to teach like physics and aerodynamics and uh, it just it's starting to do physics as well as coding because you can also uh, like okay fly it in this circle and it's like oh there it, it, it'll um I believe DJI is the like big drone company if you've seen the, that big like uh, th- this guy is uh, called a parrot drone, um, but if you've seen that like big white drone flying around, that's the Phantom. Uh, they they're incredibly expensive, and I don't suggest people start with that because um, they're also very easy to crash. But there are these like very very safe drones that are either hover drones or uh, they're specifically made just as a camera, so a kid can look like, all right, here's what I did wrong in programming this, and this is why it flew into a tree. Uh, and does it, does it make you feel better that the blades are encased and they're not, you know, they're not going to hurt you? I get, yeah, that's great. Um, I, <laughs> you know, I'm by no means a Luddite, but there's like something about them just makes me want to hit them out of the air with a baseball bat so bad. Like they just, they look so ready to be smashed. Um, would you would you use a uh, that one does not have encased blades? Uh, well, this is this is you know what if those blades are out in the open. They're they're very they're, small, they're but not blades they're they're uh prop- no. they're tiny propellers. They're propeller blades. I like to call them uh how, well okay. Uh, <laughs> let's see if I can fly this guy around a little bit. 
Don't you want to say hi to him? I don't. No? Are you sure? I would like to say goodbye to it. <laughs> it sounds like bees. Like, it's not pleasant. It's not a fun thing. I, it's not. And this is this is kind of just what I like to call a practice drone. Um, <laughs> so so I'm, 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 I'm still learning um, because clearly I don't understand aerodynamics. Clearly. No, <laughs> nor do I know how to, like, I can't even steer my Sphero. It's just I, like... Two, two dimensions is enough. Like, I don't need, is, it's too much. Where's he going? I'm, I'm not getting it for you. You can get it. He can, he can, he can hang out over there for a while. Um, but I do like that as we're as electronics are toy like electronic toys are uh, while they are getting more expensive, they are going into other areas of STEM. Whereas like I just like the the Gateway 2000 with that wonderful cow. Did you have the Gateway 2000 with with the the cow casing? Yes. Yes. I'm sure this is so appropriate for kids day <laughs> yeah uh just talking about stuff that's like before anyone i mean it's still mm. it's still relevant uh putt putt the car is is still, still relevant uh, yes jumpstart fourth grade mm-hmm. still a very popular computer game title uh but but that would teach you you know like your abcs in math but it just kind of stopped there it's like this will get you to kindergarten do you remember all of those horrible typing games that we oh, they no. used to make us play when actually the way i learned to type was like instant messaging my friends like, no one wants to play a typing game. No, no. <laughs> I, I See, I was lucky enough to have a computer at home even before that. Um, so they, it, it, it was, um, we had to just type nonsense sentences over and over and over. And we, But it had to start where you just, you, like, you would type in um, just the starting, the correct starting position with oh, your hands yeah. and over and over and over again during class and they could not um we didn't have like uh I, I don't know those keyboards that just don't have any symbols on them so they just made us put cloth over our hands it was very Great. awkward like the teacher would drape scarves <laughs> over everybody's hands and uh they and so when the, i think this is the only time i've ever cheated on homework but i just copied and pasted and copied and pasted smart yeah uh well but then the kids who weren't as smart got caught because they like did a j instead of an f and then yeah I yeah know. that's unfortunate i don't know i only cheat if you kid, know what you're doing kids kids outsmarting teachers by knowing more about computers is it's like one of my favorite, favorite anecdotal thing. Thing. yeah there was i forget it if it was like on twitter or a friend of a friend or something but mm-hmm, um somebody mm-hmm. somebody's story uh <laughs> was that uh uh there was a school where um, you weren't allowed to go outside for recess if it was like less than 35 degrees and the kid uh, did inspect element on weather.com to change the the degrees to be above 35 and was like teacher look like it's more than 35 and she's like okay you can go outside um so that. great so yeah uh i love i love children not smarting adults That's oh great. There, there's another one uh our, our friend merlin's daughter goes to a school where they use google uh google drive for everything so all their homework is written there but their passwords are basically a combination of like their last 
last name and one two three. So right. and they so so everybody knows each other's password. And this kid went in and like pulled this prank and, and like changed every put put something on the drive and like changed everybody's like profile uh, picture to butts or something. <laughs> and it's like how do you punish a kid who again like has outsmarted a teacher and also exposed a, a very obvious security flaw. Yeah. That, like you don't start teaching like security is something that you know just in the current political atmosphere at large kind of important maybe we should start teaching kids that like pencil maybe don't make your password your last name plus one two three that is the same as everyone else's is it is it what's the one that's like a is is like pencil 59 or the funny oh no it's the pencil it's it's the it's the bad word I don't know what you're talking about. Then we're moving on because okay. we don't want bad words. Okay. No, no, no. I'm uh, not familiar with any bad words. <laughs> so this is, uh, we, we asked for a half hour because we've never done an episode longer than what? 30, 20 minutes? Short, short and sweet. Yeah, we try to, as we, we babble just as much as this when we're recording, but we edit it down so we sound much smarter. Um, it's the beauty of editing. Yeah. Sometimes I, I cut out the jokes that I make that Savannah doesn't laugh at, and then I cut out Savannah's puns because they're, they're very bad. good. No, they're very good. I'm just mad that you're funnier than me. Oh, wow. <laughs> so uh, we, we, we put out a call on Twitter and all the social medias uh, that for, for some robot questions. Uh, what we, we didn't really go into this much today, but we often go on tangents that are much more... Uh, uh, philosophical and much more based in theoretical AI stuff. And we definitely don't know what we're talking about. Um, this is something that, is, which is why we started the show, because we really like to learn and explore. Um, and this is one of the few times I'm okay with men correcting me on Twitter. It is the <laughs> only time. And uh, We're it, enthusiasts. We're not experts. Yeah. That's what I, and, I like to think about it. Absolutely, absolutely. So what, we're, what we would like to ask of you is if you have a question, line up here by the podium, bec- and we don't have any mics for you, I apologize. And if, if your question isn't bad, we have Roboism stickers here as well as uh, robot, uh, this robot zine that uh, Savannah made. And we it both is, made it. It's, it's called, well, I put the staples in. Um, I, I'm quite adept. Uh, it's called roboism.fm, the analog edition, and they're robot activi- activism jokes. And I want to read one that is, oh, I should have marked this. Um, <laughs> this is this is a, a good combo. It is a robot and feminism joke. Uh, I, if anybody knows it, please shout it out. Why did the robot take over the traffic light? So it could be intersectional. <laughs> yeah, I forgot about that. <laughs> it's so good. Is it okay? It's very good. Um, we we also have, uh, and, and this was my way. You might be here for this. Uh, I wanted to bribe people with um, this the secret cards against humanity pack. So if uh, but if you're a youth, please don't take them because they do have the potty words. I think. Right. Yeah. So so don't um, unless you have. Pr- 
parental permission or over the age of 13. Um, so we'll read out some internet questions that we have. Uh, and if you, no question is bad. They, we also might not have the answers for you, but we're pretty good at telling you where you can probably find an answer. Do you want to take Unless the first Unless you're question? just asking for our opinion on things, which is mostly what we talk about anyway. Um, yes. Okay. Yes. So we got a question from uh, Christopher Lolly on Twitter that says, if you could only have one robot that could do one task, what would it be? Do you want me to go first? It's a little sad to limit ourselves to just one robot in this uh, 2018. <laughs> what a world. Yeah. What a world. Mm. I liked that one that opened the door that we saw on the internet from Boston Dynamics. Uh, Mm -hmm. That could be useful, a door-opening robot. It's very chivalrous. That's something that's very... I can open doors myself. Exactly. So. Well, all of these things... This is going to be a very selfish, shallow question uh, or answer. Uh, I would love... And these some are sort of slowly coming into existence. A uh, ro robot that folds your clothing for you. Ooh. That is... Not only do I hate... Like, I, I enjoy laundry. I enjoy the putting it in the washing machine bot and having it, having it come out clean and it smells great and it's just a good old fun time until the basket is overflowing and it's just all over your bedroom floor. But a lot of the robots that are being developed, you just, you literally just put it in like a little it looks like an oven and then it spits out your clothes folded and the new feature is that it can now a lot of them can now match your socks <laughs> wow <laughs> it could save me tens of minutes <laughs> um, uh, yeah I don't know I think my least favorite household chore is the dishes and then mm. but I, wait there's already a robot that does that for you right I have a dishwasher yeah. so <laughs> I didn't really put think that one through so are you are you saying that uh, you want one to put one in your cabinet because that could save me tens of seconds oh that's interesting mm. um yeah or like if i could just like uh leave leave the dishes out and then they could just be magically taken care of like that would be cool so you want like a beauty and the beast situation yes except <laughs> instead of a sexist magical curse it's just robots yeah all that'd right. be cool all right um we have a uh a question? Oh, yes. Let's let's switch off. Hello. Oh, that's so, interesting. Yeah, yeah that's an interesting... Repeat. Yeah, that's an interesting question. The question was, um, do, do we think it's an issue that now that robotics are becoming more prevalent and people are building their own robots, will kids be uh, kind of <laughs> be like nihilistic, like godlike figures <laughs> and think, I, I've created my best friend. I don't need to interact with the real world real worlds do do you have thoughts on this immediately um i i tend to not be as um like worried about think thank you <laughs> um uh, as worried about like technology um advancing uh, in, in ways that like other people get i i think mm -hmm. um cuz i feel like we when we were kids we were already kind of uh interacting with robots as friends mm -hmm. and I feel Even like though it was imaginary it was mostly imaginary but like that's imaginary friends are it's still a thing right like kids still do that uh and my, that that seems okay yeah my my I guess my short answer is no be, because <laughs> you could say the same thing ab about 
books like ah I, I now know this thing I could create my own world and it just lives in this little box uh, or especially video games that's kind of the current thing like oh what are video games doing to our mind and it's like I, I probably shouldn't have read as many books as I did in like a small closet but I think that's just sort of how humanity is always going to be we're going to learn like that okay uh, maybe we shouldn't look at smartphones as much maybe we should interact more with humans and that's just going to be it, it's uh, mm, what's well, like the Moore's law of humanity like I think we are going <laughs> to like as, as technology progresses I hope like I feel like humanity is more focused on hanging out with each other even if we're not good at it we're trying harder maybe yeah yeah I guess well, my follow up question for you then is um, if like as technology gets better with uh, children's toys will that stifle imagination um, oh, versus uh, enhance it. No, I would hope it would enhance it. It, it. it would enhance it. But again, this is our, this is our opinion. But I think it's a correct opinion. <laughs> Otherwise, I would not be saying it so confident. We'll find out as everyone grows yeah. up. Just I am not a confident, self-assured person, but I'm pretty sure that it will <laughs> enhance imagination. I hope so. Hi. <laughs> That's a good question. <laughs> the question was, do we think Terminator will ever, ever be real? And uh, I have never Bit, seen... Bits of Skynet are already a little bit real, right? The I've whole never like, surveillance. seen Terminator. I don't even really know what Skynet is. Skynet's like kind of a Google thing, right? Yeah, I right? think so. It's been a long time. Yeah. I'm not up to... Uh, uh, <laughs> the details are a little fuzzy for me. Um, yeah. I, uh, I don't think... Uh, it'll be word like verbatim real, but there are parts of uh, like old sci-fi things that kind of come true in in hilariously creepy ways. So mm-hmm. there's that. <laughs> I the the interesting thing is speculative and science fiction are so prevalent in our society, especially now, because there's uh, a new sci-fi movie every week. That uh, w- there's sort of this enhanced fear of especially artificial intelligence but most folks you talk to uh, are like no you don't need to worry Elon Musk who is terrified of robots like needs to calm down especially because he's building robots in all of his cars Um, and so I I guess like I I, I hope that there the technology of Terminator which again I have not seen uh, comes to fruition but the disasters that happen uh, don't don't exist or at least it won't be as it's bad. a good thing to hope yeah <laughs> notice i'm not as confident in answering that question hi hmm. so the the first part was uh that you would like a robot that the for its single task is it answers a question definitively uh and not just a google search but uh what what's the most trusted search engine right now <laughs> do yeah like snopes is snopes.com which used to be sort of the debunking website is out i trust nothing yeah so so <laughs> so you want a robot and ai that can like dig through all of the information and like suss out the fake news, which is a very good. It's better than me wa- not wanting to fold my clothes. Yeah, that's a better answer than the dishwasher <laughs> robot. But the. Qu- oh, I, I want that too. <laughs> <laughs> to load the dishwasher—that's the worst part. Right. I agree. Mm. Um, but yeah, so your second 
the second part, your question um, was. <laughs> Can you repeat the second question? <laughs> or the, your question. Um, the, oh, oh, sorry. It was about comedy. Um, right. So, uh, uh, generated um, comedy, does that mm-hmm. have, like, an, an added spice? Yeah. I, I, I like to think so. I love um, the the whole thing that people are doing now with, like, I trained a neural network to come up with mm-hmm, mm-hmm. X, and here is what it came up with. Those are hilarious to me. Um, there was one recently that somebody trained to come up with boat names. Um, <laughs> boat names are already ridiculous. Uh, a neural network coming up with boat names is even better. Um, yeah, it's great. I, I think that some of those things come up with the stuff that, like, uh, yeah, I, I I don't know, like funnier than some of the jokes that humans come up with. I mean, absolutely. It's it, I kind of think of it as like uh, is a digital rendering of a sculpture, or even even just something someone created on in software. Does that make it like less artistic? I don't think so. Re- recently, Cards Against Humanity actually um, we published a small a single issue issue comic that had fake Cards Against Humanity cards that we just fed into uh, a, a neural net to spit out nonsense cards, and it was just lovely. Like it was like a whale with giant spider legs and a funny nose. Like just it's great. Yeah, I, I think it's good, and it's kind of like I I mean someone had to put art in it to begin with. So I, I, I do I do like the spice because it's it's kind of a double thing of like what's funny and then how do I make a machine make this funny? Hi. Oh, oh. Uh, that's a good. So the question is, what is our opinion on Nintendo Labo? I'm excited. Thank you. Can you can you explain what that is? Yeah, right. Sorry. Uh, so um, the Nintendo Switch is the Nintendo's newest like console um, video game d- playing device, and they have a new game coming out that is essentially like laser cut cardboard pieces that mm-hmm, you can put mm-hmm. together to um, have. Uh, like hardware that interacts with your Nintendo Switch in cool ways. Um, the Nintendo Switch, again, on the topic of like expensive electronics that mm-hmm, are very cool, mm-hmm. um, does some really awesome things. Uh, it has it has some like really uh, awesome hardware built in that like hasn't really been utilized yet, and I think the Nintendo Labo um, stuff intends to utilize it more. Uh, we have. Uh, quite a few friends that are independent video game developers and like get to mess with um, developer kits for these things so I hear about uh, how cool they are secondhand fairly often and one of the cool things that the Nintendo Switch does, uh, my friend David Lasky was telling me about this um, the the controller um, Joy-Cons, Joy-Cons <laughs> thank you that uh, come off the sides um, have, they have uh, like sensors in them that can tell how far away uh, um, like a surface is from them and he was able to program a... Oh, um, no sh- shoot! No, no shoot. shoot! He was able to program like a theremin out of using oh a Joy-Con gosh. because um, a theremin is like a music device that makes sounds based on uh, like light sensitivity I think. It can also make fart noises sometimes. Yeah well he was like so he, he made it be able to do this thing and he was like yeah just made like an annoying beep that I could change the like 
tone of, and so I didn't know what to do with that. But I think <laughs> the um, they're using a similar thing for one of the Nintendo Labo uh, pieces, which is uh, like a one octave piano made out of cardboard mm-hmm. that you can like put together and put the Joy Cons in. And I think using light sensors somehow it'll know like which key you're pressing. And in putting it together, you kind of get to see how like a piano works a little bit. Mm-hmm, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, and there's they they have like a few other uh, things too. Like there's a robot that you can make and uh, some like bugs. And it looks cool. And I think it'll also have some like teaching programming mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. games that will go with it too. So I'm excited about it. Fun behind the scenes uh, facts. David Lasky helped compose the theme song that we played Correct. at the beginning uh, of this. And uh, I, I was talking to him about this too. It, you're right. It, it again is a huge barrier to entry because the Nintendo Switch is expensive, but it is less expensive than a VR headset or a PS4 or an Xbox. And uh, the games also are expensive, but even just getting uh, one Nintendo Labo set, which is like $60, that comes with um, a, a huge amount of games and things that you can build. So, like, sure, essentially it's a high-tech Lego, like a lot of these are, but then you build off of that and you learn, like, you can, you also can build yourself a robot costume, which I am excited about. Yeah, out of cardboard. Pretty cool. That was a great question. Thank you. Okay, I'm going to take, like, a weird philosophical left turn off of that. Uh All right. Um. Okay, yeah, that's Mm -hmm. a really good question. We've talked about this um, just a little bit. Uh, So the the question is... um, Man, I'm really bad at repeating back questions. I've just heard. The question is, as uh, uh, technology for prosthetics uh, gets better and better, um, do we think that the industry will want um, prosthetics to kind of match current human uh, things and, and be able to like automate the current things that we do? Or are we going to demand that they exceed our um, right. our current current things. That's not very eloquent way of saying the good question that you just asked, and I'm sorry. <laughs> well, this is actually similar to another question uh, we got on online. Uh, was that yes. you? Okay. Yeah. Oh, okay. It, it was super similar. Like, how do we see uh, blue collar? Like, what what is going to happen to blue collar jobs as as automation uh, grows and grows? And Honestly, um, it is the uh, white collar jobs that are going to go first. Uh, like part of my job is making uh, like the lives of my coworkers easier through automating things. So eventually, I will be completely irrelevant. Uh, and you can go like down the transhumanism thing of like, well, is it is it going to be that people with more means are going to have the fanciest equipment, or are the people with those means going to pay? their workers to get enhancements so that they can more precisely or more quickly assemble electronics. And I, I actually think about this a lot and like what that means, I, I oh God, I don't like to say I'm a transhumanist, but like I, I really care about the um, prog- progression of how we integrate tech into our body and I I think that most people at this point are cyborgs because the assistance of technology is completely prevalent. My my iPhone is, I'm anxious, it's right here and it's black and so I, it keeps blending in with the tablecloth and I'm like nervous, I'm like oh god where did it go? Um, 
And so I uh, uh, sort of answer your question, I think that a lot of manual labor jobs will be safe for a while because right now the robotics that are um, like on assembly lines, they, they're kind of like, they've kind of hit a standstill and we still need people to like do the tiny like manual work and to, to say that like someone could get like really fast uh, prosthetics, I think that is an interesting possibility, but yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. I'm excited. Hopefully, we'll be continue to be excited. Um, but I fear that my, my biggest fear is that there won't be um, a choice, and and that's on both ends. Like, um, like as a pro-choice person, I I would love the ability to augment my body, uh, and I'm trying to get an NFC chip put in my hand, but it's illegal in most places. Um, <laughs> and uh, but also, I, if people want to stay completely organic, that's great too. Uh, we have about one minute left. Do you, do you have any, any closing thoughts, feelings, concerns? I'm good. good. <laughs> would, would you, what, what's one thing on your body that you would want augmented? I know we've talked about this kind of before, but has, has your opinion changed? What was my opinion last time? I, I, I think legs for biking faster. Ooh, that would be cool. Yeah. I'll stick with that. Okay, okay. Uh, I actually had a thing, I think. The, oh, that was if you had bag questions. We were going to put up the mean robot. Um, but but this, is, uh, this is actually how we started the podcast. I told Savannah, want to talk about Ex Machina? And she said, sure. And then I put a microphone in front of her face. And um, this morning, uh, let's just say I had some tummy troubles. And I, normally I think, oh, uh, I would love to have like a smarter brain or uh, like prosthetics. But how cool would it be if you could just like replace your tummy bits and just, just no poop had to happen? I, I, Why do we always end up talking about poop? I, cause it's, because it's a, a plight of humanity sometimes. Uh, I, that's true. No, that sounds good. Um, I understand. All right. Well, this has been another episode of Roboism. And thank you so much to the Chicago podcast. Go up, uh, go to cpc.com if you want to learn more about that. They're fantastic, as well as Post Loudness. And, uh, oh, go to MSI, see this robot. His name is Pero. He's a therapy robot. This is another therapy robot that's going on the market. His name is Kubo. Um, Science Ambassador Scholarship, the, it's another thing at Cards Against Humanity. If you are a woman looking for a full ride at college, you can, the applications are open in April and, uh, oh no, I'm sorry, uh, September, and we are about to announce the winner of this year's scholarship. Um, and, well, that's it. <laughs> this has been another episode of Roboism. I'm Alex Cox. And I'm Savannah Million. Thank, Thank you, you for listening. listening. And if you ask a question, um, please come, come take some things. Talk to us. Yeah. Hello. Would you like...